Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. So I'm just going to read Psalm 84 and then Paul is going to teach us from that passage. Here we go. Psalm 84. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young. At your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. As they go through the valley of Baca, as they make it a place of springs, the early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength, each one appears before God in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favour and honour. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Yeah, that's really good. Thank you, Becky. Um, I'm going to pray for Paul now as he, as he comes to speak. Father, I thank you that that is exactly where we are. We are dwelling in your house. You've uh, allowed us access uh, to be with you, Father. And I thank you uh, that you've given us your word through which we can learn more about you and we can learn what it is to live and uh, you give us hope through that for the future and Father I pray for Paul now as he comes to speak that uh, he would help him to communicate and to get your heart across to us uh, Lord Jesus I pray we've no favour from you Lord Jesus as he serves us in the name of Jesus Amen. Paul it's all over to you. Hi, hi everybody it's great to be with you this morning um yeah this is uh, one of my favourite psalms, um, and uh, I was so pleased when we were going through the psalms, and I was basically randomly given this to preach on. I thought, actually, this is great. Um, so I've been living in this for a little while, and um, you know, over the last few days and weeks, I've heard more and more people express a longing to get back to some sort of form of normality, um, maybe a longing for change. And I know, you know, sometimes not not being able to meet up with family and friends, we can find really challenging. I know I have, and we long to see them. Um, and this morning, I just want to briefly talk to you about another sort of longing we find in the psalm that has been read out for Psalm 84. And I want to look at this briefly and see what's going on here. This is a wonderful psalm, a song of pilgrimage and longing. Um, the people would go on a pilgrimage to the temple in Jerusalem in the city of David. This is where the presence of God was in the Old Testament. Uh, this is a song, it's a song of longing, longing for more of the presence of God, uh, for more of the heart of God, because to be distant from the temple was to be distant from God himself. 
Um, this was probably written by a Levite of the, the priestly tribe, and uh, they would serve in the tabernacle. They were used to taking part in the service. And for whatever reason, uh, this, this person writing this, this song couldn't go on the pilgrimage, but they were longing. They were longing to go. They were yearning, not just for the house of God, like I said, but for God himself. He was jealous. And so here he, he sort of meditates, thinking, pondering on what he's missing. You know, it's, it's true what they say, isn't it? That you never know what you've got until it's gone or, or it's missing. And if something's meaningful or precious to you, something that you long for, you long for it, but it's not there. Uh, you can't get to it. Sometimes something happens in you thinking there's a longing. I know I've felt that about a lot of things over these last few months. And he describes here um, a people on a pilgrimage. They're, they are determined to get there. Their heart was set on getting there, it says. We, you know, and, and we too, we're on a pilgrimage, not in the same way, but the Christian life is a journey, isn't it? This, this describes the journey, and it describes not just getting to the temple, but there's something of eternity in this psalm that not only describes the temple mount, but the glory, the future that is to come, the future that we long for. This is before Jesus came, before the Holy Spirit was poured out in power on the day of Pentecost. And so now, for us today, if you're a believer, the temple of the Holy Spirit is in us. It's residing, he is residing in you and me. You and I are a temple of the Spirit. So we don't have to go on a pilgrimage to find God, but we're on a journey. And this pilgrimage for the people here was, it was fraught with hazards. It was hard. Sometimes they would stop in tents overnight, sometimes for months, but they were always ready to go at a moment's notice. And, you know, we're on a journey, although it hasn't actually felt like that for a while. We we may feel like we've been stuck in our tents for the last few months, just hunkered down in. Um, and there are some things that stand out about these people on this journey and, and therefore reflected on us. They they hunger for God. It says they hunger for God. If your heart's set on the journey, you hunger after God. It says how lovely is your dwelling place. See, for them, it was the temple. For us, we're the temple. And yet, when we meet together, God is among us. His dwelling place is among us. And it's a beautiful thing. And he creates a compelling hunger. He's expressing something. He says, my soul yearns, longs, faints for the courts of the Lord, longing to be in the presence of God and, and in the presence of the others, other believers. You know, it's a strange paradox, isn't it? The wonderful ability that God has to satisfy us while at the same time making us hungry for more. Do you feel like that? So the writer here, a knowledge and an understanding of the temple was great, but it's nothing like actually being there. When he says, my heart and my flesh cry out for the living God, they're calling out. The other thing that they knew was uh, the, the, the people on the pilgrimage they knew rest they knew rest even on this journey you know some people in the last few months have found this very restful some have struggled to cope with the extra space the time or maybe the quietness and he mentions here two birds the sparrow and the swallow in verse three and it says they find a home where they can have their young it says the sparrow represents someone who feels insignificant and obscure, overlooked even. And the swallow represents someone who's restless, always on the move. 
And he's saying here, even a woman or a man who feels like that has a home in God, a place of security and warmth. You see, if you feel insignificant, the word to you today is you can have a home in God and find rest in him. Isn't that wonderful? You say, I have no place to rest my head. Yes, we do in Jesus. We may feel useless somehow, but there's a place for us in God. And also the person who's restless, they can find a home in God, a place to build, a place of purpose, a place of fulfillment. Are you feeling restless this morning? Come and find a place with him. It says that they face all sorts of challenges on this journey to the temple, but they continue to move forward. It says they knew strength, endurance, hard work. They were blessed. They knew the blessings of God. And it says, what kind of people are these? It talks about highways in their hearts. All through the Bible, we find references to the highways. And they always refer to what we do in our lives to prepare the way for God, to give God access to all areas of our life. We make our lives not only a highway for blessing for us, but through us to other people. They go through the Valley of Baca. The Valley of Baca was a very dry, barren place, a very arid landscape, a place of weeping and sorrow, it says. And yet it says they make it a place of springs. And in life, on our journey, we will go through dry times. You may feel that you're in a dry time this morning. But they had to make it a place of springs. What does that mean? It means that the springs weren't naturally occurring. So they had to dig wells. And when we go through dry times, sometimes what we need is just below the surface. When we're in a place that's dry, when I'm in a place that's dry, maybe, maybe a place of sadness and loss, we dig deep into his promises and truth. But because of what the Holy Spirit does in us, we're able to turn sorrow into joy. The Holy Spirit fills our lives with pools of blessings and springs, fountains of joy, if you like. And in turn, these places bless those around us. The springs don't just pop up, but he gives determination to see the flow of the Spirit. It reminds me in Isaac had to, the story of Isaac, he had to rebuild his father's wells, if you remember that story because they were neglected. They've been blocked with rubbish from the enemy. And maybe, you know, there are people who, maybe you're listening today, you've known the flow of the Spirit, but there's a blockage. What do you do? Do you say, in Jesus' name, be unblocked? Well, you can, you can do that, but you have to dig it out, kick out the rubbish and keep it clear. So they dig hard, they dig for these blessings and these pools. And then it says, in verse 6 later on, the latter or the autumn rains come. Interesting. So this is a symbol of the outpouring of the Spirit. And as we dig and as we dig and dig, then suddenly the rains come and God gives blessings. So you may say, well, what was the point of digging um, if he's going to send the rains of blessing anyway? Well, you know, we can't survive. We can't get through the dry bits without digging. We can't survive without drawing on the resources of God. So, as the pilgrims were oppressed by the surroundings, it was a harsh terrain, many of it, um, instead they brought blessings around them. And for us, you know, maybe if we're criticized or we're ridiculed or we face challenges on our journey with Jesus, our response is to get on with the journey and to draw on him, to show and tell him to those around us. And in turn, the world is blessed. 
it says that their strength is in God and for us it's the same for us so we can keep digging the pools of blessing wherever we go they kept together another characteristic of a people on this pilgrimage they kept together and teach until each one appears before God it says it's important to keep together on the journey we're very spread out at the moment even more so in our own individual places and for them individuals spread out could easily get picked off by the enemy you know there were bandits in the mountaintops so as a people it's good to keep together with those around us to get alongside people someone and, and do them good community is crucial for the journey together difficult at the moment but maybe getting slightly easier and in turn we stir up the gift of god within us and and we, we give that gift, we give it away to others in order to build each other up. I just, I guess I want to ask, how are we doing? How are you doing? Keeping together, especially during these challenging times, how do we outwork this? It's even more of a challenge. What are the key areas of community for us at the moment? Maybe it's changed a little bit, but we still need each other and everyone else still needs you and you need them. We're all needed also talks about that they were prepared for the unexpected they didn't know what's around the corner uh, for them and for us but we don't live in fear just realizing though that there's warfare involved and then it says they knew their final destination for them it was a temple for us it's the glorious bride a new heaven a new earth eternity knowing and being fully known by god i want to ask you this morning where are you going do you know your final destination? Perhaps like the psalmist, you're, you're, you're far away from God. You want to know him, but in your heart, you know he's distant somehow. I want to say that without Jesus, there can never be a journey. And it's, it's as we come to him that God fulfills the promise he made through Ezekiel when he said, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Hallelujah. The journey begins by making Jesus your king. Lotor talks about them having an undivided heart, verse 10. And it says here, you know, life with and without God are contrasted. The writer recognised it was better to be on the outer fringes of God's presence than to be a member of any other household. A heart that's divided is one that prefers other things to God himself. You know, they wouldn't go all that way to not go to the temple the heart set on being with god set on the pilgrimage prefers the things of god to the things of the world it's so obvious that uh, it certainly is to many of us that what god has to offer far outweighs anything the world can give and yet so often we we can slightly look away to other things to satisfy us it's like yearning why do we maybe yearn for junk food when we can have a five five course meal what do we yearn for? What do we ache for? He is so good to us. You know, in verse 11, it says this, the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. Some versions say grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. He shows us the way on our journey, like the sunlight does. And if we need protection, he is our great shield. He gives us life. And no good thing, no good thing does he withhold. Just, just hear that a second. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless, from an undivided heart. 
those who follow him. We need so often to ponder on what Jesus has done and who we are in Christ, in God's goodness. We appreciate these things. We, we learn to treasure them. And he, he, he turns our head back from the world around us to capture a vision of God and of heaven, a fresh one. And then in the end, the writer sums it all up. All those who trust in God are blessed. In God's presence is everything we need. Jesus is our all in all. When we run to him, he sees us from a distance and he runs to meet us. Do you want to experience more of God? Do you? Do you want a taste of heaven on earth? The psalmist says we need to long for it. We need to cry out for it. We need to pray for it. Are there things that we maybe need to get rid of in order to make more room for him? You know, it starts with a longing and continues with a journey. Let's long for God more and more, long for his presence and travel to him because there's nothing greater than being in his presence. Amen. Let me just pray. I just want to pray for us. Lord, I, I thank you. Lord, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for this little psalm. There's so much in it that we can barely brush on this morning. But God, I thank you for your presence. Lord, as they traveled to the temple to meet you, Lord, I thank you that you're here with us. That for every individual, wherever they are now, they, they know and love you. You're there. And even if they don't know you yet, you are very close to them. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would fill us afresh with your spirit, that you would give us a fresh longing and a hunger, a yearning for you, Lord Jesus, for your courts, for the temple, for, for your spirit, the overflow of your spirit in us. Lord, I pray for those that feel like they're digging deep and feeling weary this morning. Lord, I pray for strength to come upon them. And then I pray for the autumn rain. It may be a bit early for us, but the autumn rain, the latter rains, to bring blessing. Lord Jesus, to fill us afresh. So I pray, Holy Spirit, you just fill us afresh right now and give us a hunger after you. Lord, if, if we've turned our heads slightly to look at things around us, we've been distracted. Lord, turn our face back to you. Help us to hunger and run after you. Amen. <laughs>